0: Working with Repsly, founded in 2008 as a consultancy, really got going in 2013. They're now helping over a thousand customers. These are field reps for CPG brands manage their day to day as they're going in trying to hustle and sell into these retailers. They have each customer paying about 350 bucks a month, so they've passed 350 grand in monthly recurring revenue. Or that nice. Four million ARR mark. That's up almost 100% year over year. Their churn is about 1.5%, a gross logo churn per month. They have net negative revenue churn per month of 1.5, which is great. CAC to LTV, super healthy, payback less than 12 months with their team of 40 between Croatia and Boston. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Alan Bondi. He's VP of Marketing at Repsly and an advisor to several startups. He's also held executive roles at Place, uh, uh, Playster, OpenText, and Kana and was co-founder of OfferPop, which obviously was acquired. He's been a consultant at McKinsey and Yankee Group and started his career as a data scientist. He's an avid speaker and writer and he blogs at Small Data Group. Alan, are you ready to take us to the top? I
1: am ready. Hey, Nathan.
0: All right. So tell us first, um, you're VP of Marketing today. Um, were you a founder of any companies in the past that you exited or kind of what got you into VP, the role of VP of marketing?
1: Yeah, sure. So I've I've had a couple of my own consultancies, which I've sold. And I was also co-founder of a company originally called OfferPop, now called Wing, mm-hmm. which was one of the really early uh, social media marketing companies kind of ahead of its time for good and bad. And what happened with OfferPop? Uh, OfferPop's still going. Yeah, we, we've... Uh, I'm now an advisor where I think we've done a C round at this point. So still chugging along, uh, doing about $15 million in revenue. So nice little business, but not exactly the big exit I was hoping for.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I was very familiar with the space because my company Heyo was a much smaller player in the space. So it was fun in 2012 for me to watch the wildfire, the, well, buddy media really started it. Then wildfire, then Involver, then Vitru. You guys did not exit. And there was another company, um, I can't remember, but there was basically two companies really in the space, I would say, that decided not to exit. You were one of them. Why didn't
1: you sell in 2012? You know, I think we had a nice little business going and, you know, working with a couple other co-founders who had some pretty nice exits in the past, I think they had a number in mind. And sometimes that's, uh, it's tough, right? You you have a view of what you're worth and it just didn't seem like the right time. And like a lot of things, timing is everything, isn't it?
0: I have a few friends that I've worked with just through M&A stuff where they'll say, Nathan, we turned down the $930 million offer because we want a billion. And you know what? You look then forward five years and they're selling the thing in a flash sale for 10 million bucks. And it was all because they wanted the B behind the number uh, and they missed out.
1: I also am a big believer in cycles in business. So I'm hoping that there's another uh, cycle when social marketing gets frothy again. And and you're right, the companies you mentioned, most of them had exits, you know, people like Adobe and Microsoft and others. And I'm hoping that uh, that comes back around. So it's not like we missed the boat, there's going to be another boat.
0: Yeah, good. And just real quick on to round out the story on offer pop, how much total have you guys raised?
1: Uh, OfferPop, offer pop, I want to say has raised about 25 million so far. If, and, if, if my numbers are right. And so why the, name,
0: why the name change? I think it's, a, I liked offer pop way better than wing, which is like hard to talk about and hard to spell.
1: So it's interesting because that was, that was sort of past my time as marketer. but I think wing signaled that Okay, you get a pass. Becoming, if you were gone yo, when the
0: name change happened, I'm not going to hit you hard. You get a free pass.
1: Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll use my lifeline on <laughs> that one. All right. Tell me about Tell me about what you're currently working on. So I've been working with some guys, and it's, it's an interesting story. Uh, Repsly is a mobile CRM specifically for field teams and for consumer companies that sell to retail. And it was started in Croatia, of all places. So it's, it's, it's not your typical, or maybe it's your typical Croatia to Boston startup story, where Uh, started by some guys. First client was L'Oreal in in Europe. So really nice initial client. They were doing consulting for L'Oreal, creating a tool so that their sales reps, their merchandisers could just be better organized when they went out into stores.
0: Yeah, Alan, just to be clear, they're selling a L'Oreal shampoo. They're canvassing some geographical area, the rep for L'Oreal. They're trying to convince Kmart, Walmart, these places to carry the shampoo. And this tool, this mobile CRM helps them stay organized.
1: It helps them stay organized. And and so this was L'Oreal in Europe initially. So the business started in Europe. It started focused on Central Europe. But you're right. Think about the reps. What are they doing every minute of their day? They're going and visiting accounts, checking on stock, looking at competitors, trying to figure out how the product is doing in retail. And the old way of doing that, they had to have a notebook. Maybe they'd put stuff in a Google Doc. Maybe they would be you know, filling out a whole bunch of paperwork when they finish their visit. What Repsley does, it enables them to take pictures, fill out forms. It's more like Instagram than Salesforce. So so when I position the company, I've done stuff with CRM for years, back to doing work for an initial Siebel integrator, if your audience remembers Siebel. Don't age yourself, so, Alan. Sorry, I'm, I'm aging myself. So <laughs> CRM is great when people use it. It's awful when people don't use it. And so Repsley addressed The challenge of how do you get reps, many of whom are kind of younger, they're in the business because they like dealing with people, they like being out and about, they're not going to use SAP or Siebel or something like that. So how do you make an app that's more like Instagram than Salesforce that helps them gather data, organize their day, feed all that back to their territory manager or the brand managers so that they can really see what's happening in the field and sell more stuff?
0: And are you selling just on a per seat model? And if so, what's the average seat?
1: Yeah. So this is a, it's a kind of classic SAS model. It's per rep per month.
0: Okay. And how uh, much is our, that on average?
1: Uh, there's three different tiers starting at about 30 bucks up to about 60 bucks, uh, bucks per month. And our average customer is paying us probably around $350 per month. Okay. And, and we just crossed a bit of a milestone where we just signed our 1000th customer, which was another pretty big brand in Vitacoco in the beverage space.
0: I, like you guys, have never been able to find a project management tool that I love. You know, my blog writers like one thing, my developers like one thing, my designers like a different thing, and it's so difficult to get them all on the same page. So when I had Roy Mann, the CEO of Monday.com on the show, I was pleasantly surprised at what he told me regarding his traction and his growth, and I said, maybe I should try this thing. So we now use Monday.com. I started with the magazine, we've launched the Latka magazine, solely dedicated to SaaS founders. It's the only magazine focused on SaaS. And my content writers and my designers worked beautifully together on that project using monday.com for project management. I then said, well, let me give it a real test. Let me see if I can use this for sprints and product cycles with my developers using it as well. And so we did that for Gitlatka on our last release. It worked like a charm. Never before have I been able to find one tool that my developers, my designers, and my writers, and myself can use and be happy with. You know, for me, I do most of my work waiting on the boarding deck about to get on a plane. I have to be able to access this stuff on my mobile device, and it works beautifully. We've been using it for several months now, and I said, Roy, I'd love to introduce this to my audience, but you got to give me a great discount. Make me a great offer. He said, Nathan, okay, fine. If your folks sign up and try today, we'll give them 10% off all plans. If they use this link, nathanlacka.com forward slash Monday. So you can go there, try it for free. And if you decide to start paying, you'll get 10% off. Again, that's nathanlacka.com
1: forward slash
0: Monday. So can I multiply a thousand times three fifty, and assuming as you're doing about 350,000 grand a month today?
1: That is correct. We we just hit a milestone of $4 million ARR. So that's oh, that's, great. that's where we are. Yeah.
0: And what what is that up from in terms of taking it back 12 months ago? What were you doing? 300 grand then, 250?
1: So the business is pretty consistently and again, starting from a pretty small base, but we've pretty much doubled year over year over the past, say, about 5 years. So Got it's it. on a pretty nice trajectory and it's relatively lean. You know, the business has raised just short of about $4 million, but really through seed rounds, there hasn't been a proper A round. So it's been mostly bootstrapped and there are certain- Has it been a priced round though, or is it all convertible notes? Uh, it's, I mean, the last round was in, I want to say July, and that was a uh, $1.6 million round. So yeah. price so, though, so right? Yeah.
0: Okay. That was last July?
1: That was last July. All right. The last-
0: we're coming up on a year. You know what that means, Right it means we've got to sell more stuff. It it means you're either raising capital or you're selling. Which one is it?
1: So uh, we are raising (laughs) and, and the, uh, I mean, it's a nice little story, right? If you can double the business every year, if you could project forward, we, if, if we're at four, we want to do eight. And we think that in the, in the bigger picture of CRM, we've got a really nice niche market here, right? It's not for everybody. I do
0: like how specific it is. It makes it easier to compete.
1: And, and one challenge I'd say in, in thinking back to some of your other episodes, like what, what are the challenges of the business? When I arrived on the scene, it was relatively horizontal. We had uh, dog walkers and pool cleaners and solar installers and big brands and small brands and consumer goods. And we had a lot of different things for a lot of different people. And for a relatively small business, we had to get more focused. So this year and when I came on board, we're really doubling down on CPG and specifically what they call fast Ah, uh, fast-moving CPGs. So, food and beverage, alcoholic beverages, yep. uh, sporting goods and apparel—things that people tend to buy pretty often, but where there's a high level of brand loyalty. Because really, the 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 difference in merchandising in the field—you know—we're not selling to commodity products. We're selling to the L'Oreal's, the Nike Golfs, the. Uh, Health aid kombuchas, where how sticky?
0: How sticky is it? What's your churn look like today?
1: Uh, Churn is pretty good. It's uh, compared to other SaaS businesses I've been in. Our target is to be at about one and a half percent gross, and we've got pretty nice upsell because we tend to sell. Hold on, that's
0: one and a half gross logo churn per month. Yes. Okay. Uh, Saying and revenue churn is about equal. Yeah, about equal. Okay, got it. Okay, that's fairly nice. And then, sorry, you were going to continue on about expansion.
1: Um. There's a lot of upside in accounts. If you look at sort of the, the the total net churn, we do well because we tend to sell to growth brands and maybe they have 10 reps and then they have 20 and then they have 30. So we tend to grow with companies. The challenges as we go up market is it's less of a growth story. It's more of a full featured story. And And I think our biggest challenge also is we don't want to compete with the sales forces of the world, but we need to integrate with some of those systems of records. So we certainly so, Alan, real quick, sorry. So
0: is net revenue churn negative then? Correct. Okay. How negative?
1: Uh, I want to say. I mean, our target is probably to, to be around negative one point five. Yeah. Yeah. So so a good, good amount so good amount of upsell.
0: Yep, and that's annually, right? Negative one point five annually or monthly. Monthly. Okay, negative one Net net revenue churn. Good, that's healthy. Um, yeah. So if you're churning, if you're churning, call it one point five in your net uh, one. You know, one point five. That means your expansion's about three percent, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and that's and that go, It's still pretty volatile. I mean, our business because of the nature of our customers and some are pretty small. It tends to be still kind of you know waggy, if you will, in sure. terms of up and down. But but I think we do well, especially because we make it easy. And it's mostly right in SaaS. It's if, if you have most people on a monthly plan it's good to sell in that way and it lowers the apparent risk. It's like, hey, you can try it out for a few months. The bad news is obviously we make it relatively easy to get into the product and out of it if people say they're seasonal, they hire a bunch of seasonal workers. And then when out of season, they can shut down their seats. Yeah.
0: What's your CAC right now? What are you paying to acquire these guys?
1: Uh, We're at our paybacks probably around 12 months, right? So we're looking at a, a LTV to CAC of approaching three, I th- I'd say. So yep. I, it's not exactly where we want it to be, but I think we're still kind of feeling like an earlier stage company. Where we're probably paying a little bit more than we wanted to acquire, mainly because we're entering some consumer segments that we haven't really played in before. Let, so we have to spend spend ahead in terms of getting into to new markets. Let me
0: digest on that real quick, Alan. You said payback period of, is 12 months. If you have an ARPU of 350 bucks a month, that means you're spending up to one month of first year ACV or about 4,200 bucks to acquire the customer. You then, is that right?
1: Uh, let's see in terms of, eh, it's probably, it's lower than that. So, so I,
0: so less than 12 months payback. Correct. Okay. And then you said your, your LTV to CAC ratio is three. So I'm just taking four grand, which is your CAC times three to get about 12 grand in lifetime value per your thousand
1: logos. Is that about right? That, that probably sounds about right. Again, in some of our markets and, and especially the earlier deals that were smaller, you know, I think they tend to come and go much faster than we would want at scale. If we go up market, I think it'll be more stable than that.
0: And what's your team size today?
1: Uh, We have about 40 people total, and we're split uh, still between Croatia. So Zagreb has our tech team, uh, some of the founders. I have a couple marketers in Zagreb, and the balance of the team, about 20 people here in downtown Boston. Mm.
0: You guys are digging out from a big snowstorm, huh? Uh, Don't rub it in. Yeah, all right. Croatia and Boston, very good. And what year was the company created?
1: So the business actually goes back to 2008 in Croatia, but the first few years, it was more of a consultancy than a software company. And so the pivotal moment was in 2014, when really the product became more commercialized, the business headquarters moved to Boston, and some initial money was raised. So I'd say the modern version of Repsley is about three and a half years old.
0: And how'd they convince you to join? Did you get equity?
1: Uh, I did. And okay. also I was brought in through one of the board members, uh, Mike Volpe of HubSpot fame. Oh, yeah. And so Mike and I go back, I've done some consulting for HubSpot in the past and he, he kind of convinced me to take a look and then, uh, I kind of crashed their search and, uh, you know, the rest is history, I guess.
0: That's awesome. That's good to hear. All right, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, Alan, what's the last business book that you read?
1: So I don't know if it's my last, but, my, but probably my favorite, and the one that I go back and reread, is Moneyball, if that counts as a business it
0: book. It does. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? They're in Boston.
1: Uh, in Boston, I'll go back to HubSpot. I think Brian Halligan um, you know, has done a pretty amazing thing. Again, like doing something that Repsley would like to do is carve out sort of a niche within marketing automation, and CRM. In their case, obviously, for SMBs. In our case, for people with field teams.
0: Yeah. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business?
1: Uh, Personally, I like WordPress. I've used WordPress forever. And I, you know, when I want to fool myself to think I can code, I mess around and build websites that I don't need in WordPress.
0: Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh,
1: Six, but usually four and a half.
0: Four and a half. Okay, man. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids?
1: Uh, we've got three kids, although two are now out of the house and one is going to be going to college. So we will be empty nesters in our planets to move to the beach.
0: That's great. Three kids married. And how old are you? Uh, I am 51. All right, Alan, take us home. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew?
1: Uh, my 20 year old self was studying engineering at the time. If, if I knew what I know now, I would have, uh, traded my grad studies in engineering, and computer science for an MBA.
0: Really get an MBA instead? I think so. All right, guys, there you have it from Alan, working with Repsley, founded in 2008 as a consultancy, really got going in 2013. They're now helping over a thousand customers. These are field reps for CPG brands, manage their day to day as they're going in, trying to hustle and sell into these retailers. They have each customer paying about $350 a month. So they've passed $350 grand in monthly recurring revenue or that nice. 4 million ARR mark. That's up almost 100% year over year. Their churn is about 1.5%, a gross logo churn per month. They have net negative revenue churn per month of 1.5, which is great. CAC to LTV, super healthy, payback less than 12 months with their team of 40 between Croatia and Boston. Alan, thank you for taking us to the top. Hey, man. Thanks for having me.